162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred! Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Yankee Socks Off podcast. I'm the Yankees co-host of this podcast. And yes, the Yankees and Red Sox are eliminated, but there's still baseball going on. And joining me as always is the Red Sox co-host of this podcast, Mr. Matthew David Beal. Beal, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Well, as I ask you that, both of our we both root for the same football teams. We're both South Carolina alum and both big New York Giants fans. And this weekend was not our weekend with either team. South Carolina ranked for the first time all year, and they lose. Uh, they don't show up to play at home against Missouri. And then the Giants go across the country to Seattle and face a tough Seattle team. And just too many, too, too many fumbles on punt returns. What are your takeaways from both of these games? Do you still have hopes in these, in these teams getting big wins down the stretch? Uh, what, what are your, we'll start with South Carolina first. Where, how many wins do you see this five and three football team getting the rest of the way um, as they're at Vanderbilt next, then home against Tennessee and Oh, no, at, Florida, at Florida, home against Tennessee, and at Clemson. To me, that screams like we're going to finish 6-6 six and six and have a bowl game appearance. But do you think any differently? Uh, you know, I would love to think that we're going to win more than six games. Uh, I'm going to say we're going to win seven. I don't know who against. Um I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a rough one. Uh, this game was just not the most, uh, uplifting game. I would say it was pretty miserable. And with the, uh, the outcome of kind of blaming guys like Satterfield, I mean, it kind of shows that 
there are definitely some massive gaps uh, between our offensive coordinator, coaching staff, and the players. So yes. um, that's never a good thing to see, and it makes me feel like there's a lot more to solve than can be done in four weeks. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot of up and down just because, I mean, they will be trying to solve some of those issues, trying to solve that communication between the coaching staff and players. But it's definitely not something that I I think anybody expected uh, coming from a Beamer-led coaching staff. Uh, He's been very connected to the players and, um, and none of this really goes against him, in my opinion, but rather, uh, you know, Satterfield and the offensive staff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a little bit painful, but I do trust in Beamer, and I feel like he might be able to piece something together in the next four weeks. Um, I know that it's not news to him. I'm sure he's recognized the problem. Um and I don't know. I mean, maybe even the public has a, a different idea of the problem than he does. So I'm willing to trust whatever uh, the outcome of this is. And however he addresses it, I, I think he'll do a fine job as he's done ever since he took the head coaching position. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely is disheartening to hear some of the comments made by the offense, especially by Spencer Rattler. Yeah, to me, Rattler is not the answer. I, I think we need a, a new quarterback next year. I think we need an open competition in the summer. We had two four-stars come in this year, and they're both redshirting. I think they should have – them with Luke Doty should have a chance at the starting job next year, and it shouldn't be handed to to Spencer Rattler. He has not done well to lead this – I mean – he hasn't done great to lead this football team. He hasn't had a great season. He's turned the ball over a lot. And yes, a lot of that could be put on some of the play calling. But sometimes, you know, you got to take a little bit of responsibility yourself. Watching that game, if he doesn't like where his first read is, he ducks his head and tries to get out of the pocket. And he's no longer looking downfield when guys are running free. Um, yeah. And he's done that all year. So it, it, it's not to – I mean, we just watched them lose, so I guess this is more of nitpicking. But to be honest, the whole year, the special teams has been incredible. Our running game has been great. Marshawn Lloyd being dinged up in this game really held us back on offense because he is a pro and he is the best player on our offense. And the defense has been good. They've been a good D-line. They've been good at t- for forcing turnovers. They're, they're not the best, but they're still, you know, they say all the time, our boys are young. Uh, as key phrase by, by somebody at work who doesn't know much about sports, but that's what he always says about his football team um, when he's around people that are talking about sports. And I, I get a kick out of it every time because – it works when you're talking about a college team and you just say, our boys are young this year. We'll be better next year. You could say that pretty much every year about a college football team. So I kind of enjoy that talk, but with South Carolina at Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is no slouch anymore that they need to come prepared to win that game next week. Cause yeah, agreed. If, especially if I, if we end up watching the game together this weekend, and we have to watch them lose to Vanderbilt. I, uh, yeah, we might 
we might both need therapy after that game. Yep. Would definitely both need therapy. But getting to our Giants, there's there's more hope, I think. I, they they went to London. They went they came back from London, played a hard fought game against the Ravens. Then they traveled all the way down to Florida to play the Jags, hard fought game. Then they had to go cross country. So they've been all over the place and got beat up by a Seahawks team. They still had a chance to win. They were down one score, going to get the ball back, and Richie James fumbled his and fumbled and lost his second punt, um, his second second punt return fumble. I, I think I'm I I don't know his second fumble of the day on a punt return. Yeah, didn't go as planned um, for him or the or the New York Giants, but I still definitely have faith after this bye week that we can win home games against the Texans and lions, both teams, you know, they're, they're not going to, we're going to, we're not going to be able to walk all over them. There's not a lot of top talent on the giants football team. And I think you and I both know that, but coaching wise, they've been able to get the most out of their players week in and week out. And I think the bye week is, is coming at the perfect time. Yep. For sure. Um, I think, there's really no better time for a bye week uh, other than your worst loss of the season. And honestly, that's exactly what it was for the Giants. They weren't able to get really anything done. Um, and I I mean, like the Giants have done in the past couple of weeks, we we're in it late in the game. But like you said, um, Richie James dropped those two very important punts. One led to a field goal. Um and then the other just uh, – I think it led to a touchdown. Yes, but regardless it did. of what yeah. it led to. I it mean, led to it, 10 points. Um, it was a one-possession game when we were getting the ball back. So, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it what it is. You can't count them out. It took away any chance that we had of winning that game. I I hope this team very badly signs Odell Beckham Jr. back on this football team. I know Me too. He, we bring, need him. he brings a lot of emotion, sometimes good. Sometimes, you know, he could be seen as highfalutin or, or a little bit ram, you know, a little bit out there. But he is incredible. He's an incredible talent. And I think he leads by example. He plays his heart out on, on the football field. And we – also have zero talent at receiver. The only guy who can catch a ball is Darius Slayton right now. Yeah. And, yeah. And he still doesn't get much separation. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a hard fought season, but these guys are playing hard for day ball. And I like to see that. And I, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully rooting for them in a, in a wild card game. I, I think that's, that would be a win getting us to the playoffs, getting nine or 10 wins, which is very doable with the Texans and Lions coming up with us sitting at six and two. Very easy for us to be eight and two. And then we get two games against Washington, another a home game, probably not going to win either Eagles games or at the Cowboys. Those are tough, but we get the Colts at home as well. So there's winnable games. There's definitely winnable games. And I think it's very probable very possible and very probable that we at least get a winning season this year. So looking forward to that. But after the trade deadline across the league, Beal, who is your Super Bowl favorite after the the trade deadline? Who, who do you think, or who do you think got 
Yeah. Who do you think is your Super Bowl favorite? And then I'll go with uh, – I'll make a comment on who I think really won the, the trade deadline today. Um, quite simply, uh, I think that – and as much as I hate to admit it, the Eagles are an absolute juggernaut. Um, there's not much you could do to stop them right now. And I on like if I were to pick a team right now to win the Super Bowl, it's them. I completely and utterly disagree with you because they've played absolutely nobody. I'm gonna stand on that wall. I, I'll die I don't on care. that hill. They look awesome. They they do. I, I will give AJ them that Brown respect. Looks like but I'm the just best gonna receiver. Yes, in the world. yes, and and that was they can't. They didn't draft receivers well, except Devontae Smith looks great as well as their wide receiver too. And then they got Goddard to the tight end. They don't have any holes, really. No, they don't. Many holes at all. And then at the trade deadline, they go they go and get Roquan Smith from – no, not Roquan Smith. They got Robert Quinn from the Bears. Roquan Smith yeah. went, went to the Ravens. Uh, yeah. But that's a great defensive end that they got for like a fourth-round pick. So really not much – Another guy who can rush the passer. They're only getting better. They don't have a have that diff, their most difficult game is at the Cowboys, who the Cowboys kind of look like the second best team in the NFC right now. The NFC's wide open. Other than those two teams, I don't I think the Vikings are frauds. Uh the Giants, we don't have talent. We'll, we'll be scrappy, but not a lot of talent. Same thing with the with the Seahawks. They're just well coached a scrappy football team there's n- across the board and the defending champion Rams are, they just got blown out by, by the Niners. So at home, I, I you yeah. know, it's, what are the, we doing here? Yeah. Then the Niners have talent. I, I think the only threat in the threats in the NFC to the Eagles right now, to me is the Niners have a great day. Nick Bosa gets a couple sacks sacks, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle are able to get it done on offense. Yeah, so that's, that's a fun team. A, that's a fun team. So I, I'm looking at the Niners and, and Cowboys, and I don't want to root for the Cowboys against the Eagles. That would be the no. worst possible NFC championship game to have to watch as a Giants fan. Yeah, you know, that would be miserable. A couple of years back, we got Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, and that was miserable. Eagles-Cowboys would be 10 times worse. But my Super Bowl favorite is still the Bills from the beginning of the year. That team is a juggernaut, but they do have to get through. They have to get through the the vaunted AFC, which is deep. The Ravens, the Chiefs, you can go on and on with the Dolphins just got Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. So they're looking like a like a contender out there. So a lot of good teams in the West and uh, well, not the West, the AFC. Um, But yeah, that's where the NFL picture starts right now in other sports, the NBA and NHL started. That's all I really have to say about that. Um, And then getting to the major leagues, the world series tied one, one game three is happening right now because of a rain delay yesterday. Beal is is Mother Nature and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit? I, I think everybody except for the people of Houston are on the Philly side. You know, it kind of seems like it. Um, 
I mean, I I don't think there's really anybody like you said that's rooting for Houston. Um, I mean, I I saw a couple uh, funny tweets today about uh, Philly restaurants turning down orders from the Astros for catering. So, I mean, they're a team that has now, you know, faced a uh, game postponement, traveled to Philly, tried to get some catered food to which uh, they couldn't. Um, And now they have to play a game. I mean, I I don't really know what's going for them. I, they, uh, I'm, I'm impressed that they were able to get a hotel room, but I mean, the fact that they haven't eaten, I I mean, I don't, I I don't think they could possibly win without food in their stomachs. (laughs) I'm sure they found a way to get food, but that is epic. That is epic by Philadelphia to deny them. Yeah. Two restaurants. And as we're just talking in the bottom of the first, Bryce Harper just hit a ball almost 400 feet for a two-run homer in the bottom of the first, and the Phillies, just like that, that, are up 2-0 against against the Astros. That stadium stadium must be absolutely electric right now. And and I – you know, as much as I – as much as we both Philly Philly fans, you, you have to have respect for them because they're they're one of the best fan bases. As as much as sometimes they'll lack some class, and you know, if you wear an opposing jersey to their game, you're probably not going to get to wear that jersey again because it's going to be absolutely destroyed at the game by you know beer getting ripped off you, or they might you know spit at you like when I was a kid, six, seven years old, going to a Phillies game with a Yankee shirt on. I, I got spit on by by a fan um, who didn't like the shirt that I had on. So, But that's just my memory of Philadelphia. And, and they've had a bunch of stories like that. But you cannot take away the heart of Philadelphia fans and the absolute savagery by that fan base. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean – there is a lot of passion there in Philly, so um, yeah, I I would like to comment also on the dancing on my own song. Um, it has captivated the city of Philadelphia, and I mean, hats off to guys like Schwarber who can go into a place and just light up the energy, uh, because that was his doing. So, um, yeah, I. I don't know why the Red Sox didn't re-sign Schwarber, but it is what it is, and he's doing his thing for another franchise like we all saw him do for the Red Sox last year. I think every fan appreciated that. Every player did. Every coach did. That's why we all wanted him back, and um, it just it just makes me a little bit more bitter towards the, the Red Sox front office that we weren't able to retain a guy like that uh, because we all realized it. We all knew that he had this mentality. Um, that he was going to do this uh, no matter where he went. So, yeah, good job, Schwarber, and hats off to you. Yeah, my prediction is very wrong, and I've been wrong on every single series but one except for the Yankees-Guardian series where I chose the Yankees. And I, I hope I'm wrong again here because I I mean, I took the Astros in four, which is, which is already wrong because they hadn't lost the game yet, and I just thought they were a juggernaut. And I didn't take into a account that 
good usually outdoes evil. And and speaking on that point, in game one, which has not seen a lot of media content other than a couple articles, and then they, they chose it, – it's died down. But Martin Maldonado was caught using, caught using an illegal bat in game one. And instead, none of the articles said it was cheating, but that's cheating. They they were cheating again. Yeah. I mean, how many – yes, they got away with it the first time. They still have their World Series. They didn't get in too much trouble. It was just a national thing, and they got they got a lot of backlash for it from fans and other players alike because they stole a World Series. And they might be trying to do it again because who's to say that he was the only one using – that bat, you know, yeah. Or, yeah. or or something, or getting some some edge. So I I'm all in on the Phillies. I've been rooting for the Phillies, and there's no doubt about that. And I hope the Phillies win in five. I I, I hope this series never returns, never returns to to uh, to Houston. I just hope they yeah. end it in Philly, and the Astros have to watch them again uh have a suffer another defeat at yeah. after almost I, I hope they're cursed for for a century like like the red sox were when they traded babe ruth away like the cubs were when they denied to have uh, a, a live goat come into their stadium you know the the famous curses that exist in the league i I hope this at the Astros cheating for a World Series ends up cursing their franchise for eternity. Because honestly, Beal, I was asked this at work: Would I root for Boston or Houston in an ALCS? And you were just posed with the same question with Yankees versus Astros, and I'm pretty sure that you said you were kind of rooting for the Astros. Beal, I dislike yeah. this Astros team so much that if the Red Sox were in the ALCS this year, I would have root, rooted for them to defeat the Astros. Well, you see, you had that opportunity last year, but I don't think you rooted for the Red Sox. I did root for the Red Sox. They just oh, didn't okay. pull it off. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I tried. Honestly, I, I honestly, still to this day blame the umpiring in game three and game four. And, oh, my gosh, it's – Freaking Laz Diaz and that call. I mean, you remember the Yavaldi pitch? No, I, when the, the Yankees get eliminated from so the playoffs, unless I'm going to watch the game with some people, I will not watch a single pitch of the rest of the playoffs once the because I, the, this past week, I've been heartbroken. It, it looks like the Yankees are about to absolutely fall apart. It, it, there's rumors that we're going to fire Brian Cashman. And not fire Aaron Boone, which might be the it's the worst of the worst of the worst possibilities. And Anthony Rizzo is already opting out of his contract for next year. We're probably gonna lose him and Judge, who were our two, arguably our two best players this entire year. And uh yeah, besides our pitching staff, but you know, all is good in 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 Yankee Town. I won't have to worry about that for a long while until after the winter, until next spring training. Um, and hopefully we make other good moves in December and hopefully we can retain judge, but, but who knows, but to the world series, it's been electric. 
so far, I, I watched the game with a buddy Friday night who was a Phillies fan. And when they were down 5 nothing in Houston, I was like, oh, boy, this is pretty much game against this pitching staff. And then Verlander got tattooed. And there was just a wry smile, just a beautiful big smile across all of our faces. And it, it, was, it was incredible. And then JT Realmuto with a huge hit. Now, they didn't get the job done in game two, but they got one in Houston, and hopefully they can close it out at home. And, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it for, for baseball. Right, Beal, you have anything else to say on the series? Um, not, not particularly. Uh, I mean, I'm completely with you. I think it would be phenomenal for the Phillies to go out and win the next three games at home. Um, but as far as the world series goes, I, 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 again, I, I mean, uh, I support what you said. It's, it's very difficult to watch baseball after your team's out. So uh, yes. I have not been like glued to the TV watching the world series, but I definitely am rooting hard for the Phillies, uh, from afar. Uh, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I respect that. And and you brought up Kyle Schwarber about losing him from the Red Sox this year. And, and he's on the Phillies. He's their leadoff man and left fielder. And, you know, he stole the first base of the World Series. So he won America a free taco from Taco Bell, a free Doritos Locos Tacos, if you have Taco Bell Rewards app. And Taco I, Bell. I, I hope everybody took advantage of that. But Beal, that also means that you lose the double the this your second chance at getting out of our season long wager of the Red Sox not of the Red Sox making the playoffs, which they didn't, which I won. And your punishment was originally gonna be posting a picture on Instagram, on our, our on our Instagram of you in a Yankees jersey or Yankees shirt, whatever it may be, in a whole Yankees outfit. But with this second chance, I gave you another option, which was to take me to a baseball game. Now, I'm, I I know we live in Raleigh and Norfolk. There, there's no professional teams. So, I mean, I honestly, I, I, I don't want you to be embarrassed on the internet. As much as fun as I would, as much joy I, I would have in – looking at you in a Yankees jersey and and the smile and the laughter I would get I don't want to have to put you through that because I know you'd be you'd be gunning back for me and I would eventually lose something and have to do that and also that's just kind of mean and and I gave you this other option so Beal would you rather now that that it's it's over and Kyle Tucker did not steal the first base and it was Kyle Schwarber Another Kyle, though, so you were kind of half. I was close, yeah. Yeah, and an outfielder, so yeah, I'd get, yeah. I'd give you a lot of partial credit there. A kind but, of sort of outfielder, you know. Yeah, kind of. It, would referring you, to Schwarber. Would you rather go with the jersey option, the Yankees jersey, wearing the shirt of your enemy, and posting it, or would you rather take me to a baseball game? I would much rather spend my money on a baseball game rather than a shirt that I'll wear for five minutes and then burn. <laughs> well, I could give you a shirt and then hopefully you wouldn't burn it. And I would still burn it. Okay, well, then yeah. that, that, that option I definitely don't want. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I will look forward to going to a game, whatever the game that may be with you. Doesn't that sounds fantastic. Whether it's a spring training game or a minor league game, I don't really care. I, I know we'll have a blast at, at anything, but oh, yeah. going to baseball games is a load of fun. And the first round will be on me, Beal. The, the whole experience does not have to be on you. <laughs> well, sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. Well, that does it today for us. As always, we love y'all. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for being fans of the show. As always, enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your brunches, your lunners. Now, Beal, take us out. Go Durham Bulls. Mm-hmm.